Hey, Tim, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Um, not so flash in Victoria at the moment. 459 new cases at the deadliest day, 10 deaths. Yeah, deadliest day we've had in the second most cases for one day in one state. These are mostly linked to known cases. There is still a lot of tracing attempting to go on, but the problem Victoria have now is they've had these sort of rolling almost, uh, you know, almost two weeks now of these kind of triple figure daily case numbers, which means tracking is so hard. Mm. And the, the iron curtain that was attempted to be put around Melbourne, which for the majority of the cases are seem to be crumbling as well, because the nagging reported cases out in regional Victoria, which makes it so much harder. It, it is a really dire situation there, although it's a strange situation because as horrific as these daily tallies have been, they have stayed around that mark between, say, high 200s and mid 400s day in, day out for uh, roughly a week now, which is not where you expect or not what we've seen from other nations where if you get to that kind of numbers, the cases explode and you get up towards the the high eights and the 1,000 cases. It's still hovering around that mark and it's in contrast to the rest of the country. You know, we've seen sort of back to sort of single digits in New South Wales, which is really pleasing because that was a touch and go situation and then the rest of the country is doing really well. So it is all eyes on Victoria. Are people in Victoria taking it seriously? Look, on the whole, yes. And and for the large uh, majority, yes, they are. Uh, there are now mandatory masks throughout Melbourne. You, we still see individual cases of people refusing to do that. But look, they are really the minority. Uh, this is pretty uh, challenging for people. It's tough to go back into lockdown. I think everyone was mm. so happy as, you know, rightfully so, everyone should be in New Zealand after that first really crushing the curbs, really impressed and proud with how we'd all gone. Yeah. And then to have to go back into lockdown with no real end in sight, that first time around it seemed like you were going on a journey, you get through this and that will be the end of it. This outbreak has proven it's not the end of it. So everyone's going into this second lockdown in the back of their mind, wondering if there will be a third or a fourth still to come. It's really tough. And no doubt looking for the rest of the country and looking across the the, the Tasman to you guys and seeing how well and how free life is over there as well. The genesis of the outbreak, does it all go back to that security guard? Yeah, there will be investigations. It seems that is the likely situation, though, that perhaps not just one security guard, but a failure on the front of those quarantines that have caused this outbreak and that's just spread. Perhaps they didn't jump on it quick enough. Perhaps people didn't come forward quick enough. The Premier there was talking about people still going about their business after getting a COVID test. And that means they're going about their business and spreading the disease at the same time. So there has been failures on that front and this is all being evaluated. But I think it's a very safe guess to say that's where the finger will be pointed at the end. What about the the leadership and the performance of uh, the Premier, Daniel Andrews? Uh, is, Is he doing a good job of this? Look, he was one of the, the sort of strongest advocates of really shutting things down, and it, it, certainly there has been failures at state level. Look, uh, you know, it, it, it's a, a tough situation, a leader in a crisis as well. This is when leaders are judged. So yeah. I, I think he certainly, whilst he was one of the best performing premiers the first time around, the, the, the scoreboard is the number of people catching the disease, the number of yeah. people now sadly dying, and that's what's going to hurt him when we sit back, be it in, in a week's time, a month's time or a year's time and evaluate how we did on this one. Yeah, I was, uh, when I was looking at the, the case in New South Wales, because there, there is a bit of a problem there, but uh, from, from what you were saying, do you, is there the feeling that New South Wales maybe is might dodge a bullet? Because there's also a bit of d- d- disagreement about what 
amongst the cabinet in New South Wales about going yeah. into lockdown and how many cases mean yeah. we should tighten it up? A very conservative um, uh, sort of branch of the cabinet. And we have a very conservative and cautious health officer here, which has served us well, I guess, in the past. Look, the, the, the experts you speak to, particularly the epidemiologists, and I was speaking to a couple last week, all said if we can get back to single digits this week, mm. we're home and hosed. And they were the words they used, which surprised me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that they were so confident. But that is a real testament to the track and tracing methods because what we have in New South Wales is while there are these handful of cases, you know, I think it was up around 14 today, a lot of those in quarantine, they are from known sources. These are people yeah. that have been contacted and told that they've been in contact with some with a case. So it's showing the track and tracing yeah, well, working. This isn't mm. one that's out there. So that's the benefit. A lot of health workers there. 318, I see, have got infected with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that big, obviously has yeah. implications going forward. That's a big yeah. worry in Victoria too. There's a lot of a lot of aged care homes that have the disease there now, and we've learnt that the hard way in New South Wales. That yeah. usually means death in a week or two's time. Yeah. Now uh, you mentioned you know it's creeping out to the regions in Victoria, and it, w- it reminded me of the the question about the road borders into other states because I was just chatting with a family member. Said, "Oh, people can drive in and out of Queenstown if they like. Are there other states d- doing anything to ensure the the sort of sanctity of their borders?" So yeah, really hard boundaries against Victoria. New South Wales obviously shares a big border with Victoria and a big amount of commerce and trade goes on. Now, there are ways in and there are ways around that, but a hard border with South Australians, even South Australians that are in Victoria can't get back, and the rest of the country is simply refusing to allow people from Victoria in. So, uh, you know, there are questions about whether this is actually legal in Australia, but at the moment it is practical and that's what they're doing. So yeah. Victoria has become in many ways a pariah state um, while the rest of the country tries to egg them on. It's, it's, it's a difficult situation because that is where the vast majority of the virus right now is and the other states are aware of it. There's also states facing elections, as you guys are soon, and there's no way those leaders want this kind of virus and this kind of health crisis on no. their doorsteps with a vote around the corner. Um, how's it affecting the sporting leagues and where everyone's playing or isn't playing? And what's, how's it affecting that side of it, that very important side of Australian life? Yeah, and particularly in Victoria, like you know, Melbourne likes to boast itself as the sports capital of the world. There are eight AFL teams based out of Melbourne, plus yep. Geelong, so nine teams. There's a rugby league team there, three soccer teams, and they've all simply picked up, packed up and left. Now, Melbourne would be our coldest city at this time of year, so they're having a nice time in Queensland and on the Gold Coast, but they have simply left. So there's just no sport being played in Victoria because of the virus, and that's just something that they're going to have to work around. You know, obviously this is a an important thing to us, but nothing compared to crushing the virus and stopping the deaths. Uh, and so questions of where Australian Rules Football Grand Finals get played, because that has always been... Uh, at, at the MCG, that's going to be difficult. And then you start looking at cricket after that because, you know, the, the Boxing Day test is always at the MCG as well. So that's something into the future, I think. It's probably something at the back of leaders' minds now, but it will be an issue yeah. uh, when it eventually comes up. Excellent. Well, if you get stuck for sport, you know, you can always tune in and watch the Super Rugby Aotearoa. There's some cracking games over here, Charles. <laughs> it's a lot better than watching the Waratahs, I can promise you that. <laughs> Good on you. Hey, thanks very much for your time. Anytime.